0: was arrested for harassing a man that she met online, and after only one date, sending him 65,000 text messages. (laughs) Still better than one voicemail. (laughs) This poor guy. Imagine having to respond 65,000 times with new phone, who dis? (laughs) I agree. Still better than a voicemail. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, which leads us to this, how to keep your relationship alive with one text a day. By the way, the people that are changing my tire have arrived and are changing my tire for you as I continue to be emasculated in in front of an audience. Uh, There's Marshall. Yes, Marshall. What, what do they need to know down there
1: well they the uh do they need there? to know
0: why the guy can't change his own tires that <laughs> oh, what they want to know
1: they're they're there i signed dress for size it. They're <laughs> all, they're all dress size but yes he, he looked he looked rather puzzled he wanted to know how do you get to the jack or what uh, uh you know he was looking at the. he uses
0: back. my jack i thought they showed up with their own jack i don't he was
1: pointing how do i get in or what do i do what should oh. i go down and tell him i got keys here but here, he, they a- use your
0: jack What's that? They use a the, they use the jack for your car. Don't they was, show up their own jack? He
1: was pointing at the rear of your vehicle and <laughs> kind of looking puzzled. So, all right, let me take those down. What's your... <laughs> I wonder if you got like one of the. Sometimes if you just
2: need like a battery yeah. jump, they don't even send out a tow truck. It'll just be some guy in like a in like a Prius right. or something that comes out with a little battery pack. I yeah. wonder if they do similar things with flats now, or they just send out little kind of pod cars to go handle it as well, so to it's literally
0: tow. just a guy who's going to do what i was going to do probably yeah
2: he doesn't have a tow truck
0: does that make you feel better yeah. or worse much worse <laughs> the whole point <laughs> the whole point was he's got a like a real jack can jack it up real fast and change a tire if he's just going to do the whole scissor lift and everything like that right. and i got to get all the crap out of my car then I might as well do it myself, oh, including so he, urine, by the way. Yes. And, and <laughs> From that he, story earlier. He can't
1: come up here because he has to stay by the vehicle.
0: Right. I'm not sure this is going to work. All
1: right. Well, let me go. I don't, I
0: don't want him to get all that crap out of my car to get to my jack. If he has to use my jack, I'm saying The deal's no. off. Yeah, the deal's all right. off. All right. <laughs> God, I thought they showed up with uh, with some sort of special jack. Wouldn't that make their lives so much yeah, easier? I, I assume they had all the tools ready to go. You show up with like a real lug wrench. And a real jack, you roll it under there, bam, it's up, off, in, up, I'm done. They just show up and like dig through your trunk to try to find your jack and everything. Uh, it's cheaper.
2: They don't have to maintain their own equipment. I, no, I, I, I really, I'm curious if they didn't even send a tow truck, if they just sent one of those little yeah. kind of commuter cars to, to handle what happened on full tow. I guess. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I can still throw on the weight belt, get the weightlifting shock, put on my uh, old timey German
0: strongman onesie, and I'll lift that baby up. Oh, boy, somebody just texted this, and I don't even know. So this happened to me um a couple of years ago, and I didn't even know this was a thing. I had no idea this even existed. So I got a flat tire on an old truck. This is my uh 86 Chevy truck. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Full-size spare. I'm with my son. I'm with Sam. He's like three years old at the time. We get a flat tire. We're on a county road. No big deal. I can't get the lug nuts off. Can't get the lug nuts off. I find out they're locked lug nuts because these were aftermarket wheels. And some people are so concerned about their wheels being stolen, I guess. You get these locked nuts that you need a special key for. Well, I didn't have the key. This was a used truck I bought. You have to have a special key to be able to get to get them off. I'd never even heard of that concept. I guess if you have expensive wheels, it's a thing. I've never had expensive wheels. A lot
1: of new cars have that feature. My car has that, too. Really? Interesting. Every time I go to get new uh, tires, i got to
0: give them the lug nuts and the uh, key. Wow. How often do people get their wheels stolen? I've never had my wheels stolen. Anywho, does this this, uh, have locked wheels? It might. If it does, I have no idea where the key is. Then I'm really screwed. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drive on the interstate with one completely flat tire. Sparks flying. Be like those high speed chases you see where they throw down the tax strips. I'll just go until the, then the motor gets hot because it's trying to go with a flat tire. Just fishtailing down the freeway. Flames coming out of the hood. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to do the full thing. That's very disappointing. Where was I? I don't remember. What I was oh yes. Uh, I thought this was an interesting headline. How to keep your relationship alive with one text today. It's kind of hard for me to imagine only texting once a day with my wife. But anyway, I'll read from this. Maintenance texts are the glue that hold modern relationships together. I like calling them maintenance texts because that's kind of what I do after I uh, get to work. Maybe you do this with your boyfriend, girlfriend, so other, another wife, son. Um, How are things going? That sort of thing. We're all online and therefore on phone almost constantly. No one has time to stop in and have lunch at your office during the break, which apparently used to be a thing. Yes, it did used to be. You would go out to lunch with people. and Nobody does that anymore. Nobody even goes to lunch. Does anybody go for lunch? I've never just sat around here. When I started working in workplaces, that was every single day. Who's going to lunch? We'd all get together and go somewhere for lunch. I don't think people do that anymore. I got to talk to you people more now. Pretty funny. A maintenance text is a text that does not convey important information. No directions, no plans. What do you want to do for dinner tonight is not a maintenance text, nor is does this mole look cancerous. But that's funny writing. But a photo of your boss wearing the same tie for the third day in a row because you have an inside joke about it is a great maintenance text. So is a link to an article about whatever that you're both interested in. Um, this keeps your relationships alive with friends and, you know, people that are closer to you. A maintenance text says, "Hey, I was think of thinking of you, but in the very opposite way that uh, you know sending pictures of your junk does, or,
2: that, or asking for them, right? Yeah. Like, hey, th- hey, send me. Hey, you're so hot. You know, like this is. Hey, I'm thinking about you, but not in a, a gross way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, this is this is actually pretty good. I'm pr- I, I do this very well with my wife. I do not do it well with friendships. I'm not good at keeping up with the maintenance text. It requires so little effort." Why don't I do it? Because I'm a bad person?
2: <laughs> Probably. Too much shame of not being able to fix your own tire? Sort of
0: guy doesn't change his own tire or text people back. Uh, and they have a bunch of different examples here, but the more I think about it, the more that is just a great, I'm thinking of you, we still have a connection, let's continue that going. I've got popping into my head several examples of people who have texted me, and I just never got around to texting them back. I have a bad habit of that. I like screen capture it and think later today I'm going to get to this, and then I just never do. Does anybody else do that, or is it just me?
2: Oh, I my home web browser is filled with tabs from I don't know weeks ago that I oh this article seems interesting. Let me let me get back to this, or so I can share this with somebody. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But, I got to get better. Oh, we have an update. Yes, Marshall. We do have an update. Yes, he, what he was trying to do was deal. You have a
1: lift or something on the back of your uh, vehicle. You have that.
0: Oh, Oh, the bicycle
1: rack. Yeah, the bicycle rack. He was trying to
0: figure out how to deal with that. How to how to take it off or lower it or whatever. It's very easy to take off. Does he have a uh, jack though? Yeah, yeah, that's all fine.
1: He was. I wasn't quite sure why he was pointing at the rear and going. How do I deal with this? (laughs) So anyway, during the break, you run down there. Okay. Take off uh, my
0: bicycle rack.
1: Yeah, or at least I think he said he can handle it. He. I gave him. I uh, assume that uh, he
0: could. It's not. uh... Even for a guy who doesn't change his own tires, taking that bicycle rack off is pretty easy. Well, I gave I gave him your fob, and he seemed to
1: be pretty confident. Now he could deal with it.
0: Yeah. So you always have to be concerned if your vehicle's worth more than the vehicle they show up in, because you know it'd be a pretty clear, <laughs> that, be a pretty clear trade. Which might. So your car came with locked wheels. Did you put on aftermarket wheels, or your car came that way, Michael? That came that way. The stock wheels are locked wheels. Yeah. Did the, not know the, that regular old wheels. They came locked. What kind of neighborhood am I supposed to be living in where I get my wheels stolen off my car all the time? Live in a better neighborhood. So, coming up next, we're going to talk to Drew Harwell about the whole Facebook thing. They deleted 583 million accounts the other day, which is just astounding. What accounts? Why? What are they trying to tell us? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty
0: show. So we had the headline as everybody did the other day, that 583 million fake accounts were taken off of uh, Facebook. Millions of spam, sex and hate speech posts that were taken down from Facebook. And at least my immediate question was if those were bad, be bad now, why weren't they bad before? I mean, Half a billion accounts that you don't think should be on Facebook before you're just fine with them. What changed? We'll talk to Drew Harwell of the Washington Post about that. Drew, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So, those accounts were okay prior to 2018, I guess.
3: Or maybe they just couldn't find them. I mean, that's that's been one of the big parts of Facebook is that they know that three or four percent of their service, which is you know a hundred, you know tens of millions, hundreds of millions of a two. Two billion dollar, two billion uh, person service. They know they're fake, but it's hard finding them. They say, you know, it's 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 difficult sometimes to know whether somebody just joined and has very few posts and very few friends, um, or if they're if they're fake. So that's a constant struggle for them.
0: Yeah. Well, to be fair to Facebook, I think their original model—tell me if I'm wrong—similar to Twitter's was we're just going to let everybody do whatever they want. I mean, you know, that's that's the most democratic small d way to handle it. Just everybody can do whatever they want and it'll work itself out. And then they ended up being forced into more social responsibility.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the the phrase for so long was we're a neutral platform, right. which effectively meant we could just, we'll run the playground, but, you know, we won't police what happens on it. Um, they're starting to change that, and, and they're doing it because they've been forced into a lot of scandals that they haven't wanted to deal with. But, you know, I think they are getting better. They're trying to invest in tools that will be scanning for fake accounts more often. They're hiring more people, but they still have a, a really far way to go. And, you know, this is an important, this is the biggest social media network um on the internet billions of people use it young people old people in every country on the planet so it's really important that they pay attention to this and it's it's good to see that they that they are but they still have a a ton more they have to do
0: so we had a story the other day i don't remember exactly how it turned out but there was a, a hospital wing or something that had been named for zuckerberg because he donated a bunch of money And some patient didn't want to stay there because they wouldn't stay in a wing that was named after Mark Zuckerberg. They were worried about secure. It just seems to me that the public view of Mark Zuckerberg has changed so much in a a short period of time.
3: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, Facebook was beloved for a long time. The shine has definitely come off. You see, you know, in polls that uh, people are saying they're losing trust a little bit in Facebook. They're, they're maybe questioning the data privacy and that sort of thing. Um, you don't necessarily see people losing trust in, in, in Google or some of these other services. And, and to be fair to Facebook, there are other services like Twitter that get even worse reviews. So, I mean, we're reaching a time where people are starting to reckon with the power of these platforms the the ability of these companies to make uh tiny decisions and affect um uh what what uh, how all of us view the world so um this is this is a problem for them this is something they're going to have to be um dealing with for a long time
0: so did they have an algorithm that figured out this half a billion accounts that needed to get taken down or did they have a whole bunch of individuals they had to hire go through each damn account
3: it's a little bit of both. So, you know, when they put out that uh, that a report earlier this week, it talked about they pulled you know half a billion fake accounts. They pulled like 800 million pieces of spam. Uh, they pulled hate speech and nudity and all this sort of stuff. And each category. Some of them get flagged by their algorithms pretty quickly. They say spam was almost always grabbed by their algorithms because they know the certain patterns that you know define what spam is typically. But in some other cases, like hate speech, a lot of—I mean, most of it was reported by the users first. And and Facebook has even said it's hard for us to really know what's hate speech and what's a joke and what's a misunderstanding and that kind of thing. Or what's a
0: political uh, leaning that half the country mm -hmm. thinks is perfectly okay. (laughs)
3: <laughs> right that's the thing i mean there's a whole level of context and nuance and 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 stuff like that um and and with fake fake accounts too it you know again like uh, you know it, it's it's not always easy sometimes it's very overt and very blatant blatant i've I've talked to people who've got their whole identity stolen their photos and their names just directly copy and paste it on Facebook in a fake account And they wondered how the hell did the, uh, they they not know that this was that this was fake and i am the real person but you know it is hard for Facebook because hundreds of millions Millions of uh, pieces of content are posted on the site every day. They just don't have enough eyes to look at every piece. So they're having to, uh, you know, build these algorithms up to, to do some of the policing for them.
0: In the, um, they've been doing this since the beginning of the year, this this 583 million accounts they took down. The hate speech ones interest me. So do we have any examples? Has anybody come forward and say, said, hey, I just believe in securing our borders, But, you know, because some people call that hate. You just don't want brown people in the country. Some people call that hate. Some people call that, no, I just want secure borders. So how does Facebook handle that sort
3: of thing? we see those sorts of situations all the time. And a big part of the last few months has been um, people angry on both sides of the ideological spectrum because they feel like they're being censored. Um, this was a big part. There was a whole hearing on Capitol Hill where Diamond and Silk, these conservative uh, video sort of starlets, um, uh, they they thought that, you know, they were being cracked down on unfairly on Facebook because a post had been inadvertently taken. So, um, you know, Facebook is at the center of this. They hate being at the center of this. They don 't want to be you know the thought police um, and you know they say that they're trying to um, do better by like getting and I you know having moderators think about these sorts of things have guidelines that they stick to so they're not being biased either way but this is this is mucky as anybody knows free speech online can be like the Wild West and you know um, what is hate speech to one person is just right. uh, politics to another so um, th- they're in a tricky position right now
0: well that's why I- I like, as a uh, libertarian free speech nut, um, I like the original models of Facebook and Twitter of, hey, we just let anything go on here. If you don't like it, don't look at it, don't pass it around, make an argument against it. I just, I like the Wild West of that. Um, Can that just not exist for some reason?
3: I think, you know, when you say, let everybody go on, say anything you want, do anything you want, post anything you want, it very quickly goes spirals down and you know you create a platform where kids can't go on there people who don't want to be seeing nudity and sex and violence and terrorist related content can't go on there so you know i think it's wouldn't that people
0: wouldn't those people get marginalized over time
3: though I mean that that's the that's the utopian view, right? I mean the the answer to bad. Why I'm rarely free...
0: called a utopian. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean the answer the answer to bad free speech you don't like is is more free speech that you do that that wins it. But you know the internet is not always uh, a place where both sides are are balanced and yeah. and you know hash it out. Um, that's the internet as we know it, and Facebook is like ground zero for that.
0: So well, I think I think the real answer to it is you could have that, but not as a not if you're trying to make money. If, if your point is to run a business and get rich, then you have to, you know, you have to deal with various uh, various groups that are going to come after you if you allow that sort of stuff.
3: I think that's a fair point. I mean, there's lots of places on the Internet where you can go and say and do whatever you want. Those aren't part of the mainstream. Those are very, like, niche, dark corners of the yeah. web, and people do whatever they want. Facebook wants to be mainstream. They want right. to uh, cater to 2 billion people and sell lots of ads for those 2 billion people. So, yeah, they are making a decision to try and be that, that platform for everyone.
0: Hey, um, have you ever been on the dark net?
3: Uh, yeah, of course. I go on it um, all the time for reporting.
0: Really? How, is, it, is it? Is it scary? Is it difficult to get on to?
3: No, it's really not. I mean... It scares me. Web, yeah. I mean, the dark web is a really, like, uh, scary name, but it, it's as easy as downloading a certain browser, going to certain places. I mean, there are parts of it that get you know very wild and you can you can see and uh things you probably don't want to see um but you know that's that's why it's important for somebody like me as a reporter to go onto those places oh sure they are publicly accessible i mean all it takes is a few extra steps and you can would you suggest
0: like having a separate computer because there's there's very little control of like viruses and all that sort of stuff right
3: there's lots of different like protective software. There's special browsers that will go on there, like Tor. Um, uh-huh. There's you know there's there's VPNs that you can connect through a different IP address. It it can get really uh, difficult very quickly. But yeah, um, yeah I mean like it, to, it's, it's it's always a good idea to be protected wherever hmm. you
0: go. I'd like to ask you more about that sometime because I'm I'm fascinated by that because it's it's much larger than the internet that we're all accustomed to, isn't it?
3: yeah it is huge and the, it, it's a very different set of rules from the you know more public internet that we use all the time. but there's an incredible amount of communication and commerce and um, you know uh, uh, business that even goes on uh, in that place that is is important to know about.
0: Int- that's intriguing. Drew Harwell, Washington Post. thanks for your time. very good report. Thank you. Yeah, I've always wanted to check out the dark net. More on that later. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? A lot of Democrats jumping on something
1: President Trump said during his Sanctuary State Summit. Where the billionaires live. We have the new list, and it's trending this wedding season. Sologamy. Sologamy. Okay,
0: you got to pay that off. I Come will on, indeed. I, I want to know what the heck that is. All right. Indeed. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Unbelievable! This headline that just came across. Let me find it for you. Um, Wells Fargo in trouble again. Whoa! How's that even possible? There needs to be there need to be books written. Wells Fargo improperly altered documents related to corporate customers, raising questions about bank's practices over the years. They just were allegedly a criminal enterprise. Oh. Top to bottom, through and through for years. Isn't that amazing? Just
1: one thing after another, after another,
0: after another. How do you end up that way as a company? Where did it start? Was there a CEO at some point who was a criminal? Or did it just get sloppy over
1: time? Or, you know, did it all happen during the uh, bank crisis? Did it start evolving from there?
0: we got to make more money. We've Started gotta, covering you know, tracks or yeah. doing things you shouldn't do to meet numbers. They make they make your quota. Yeah, yeah. That, that's wild. Wow! Oh, Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Got another story that
1: is just, uh, just uh, happening. The volcano has erupted. People living near Kilauea are being asked to shelter in place after an explosive eruption at the volcano's summit. The eruption sending an ash plume thirty thousand feet into the air this morning. It's actually prompted an ashfall advisory from the National Weather Service. So Kilauea Kilowayo has blown. The ash is gonna cover a large part of the big island. Drivers are being warned of poor visibility, they're actually being encouraged to all pull off the roads until the visibility improves.
0: So have you heard any geologists just say we could have a Pompeii thing going here or not?
1: I haven't heard it go that far, but you know, a hundred years ago they had another massive explosion in Kilauea and it was big. It was big time. And, uh, and uh, you know, whenever you have one of these uh, volcanic explosions, one of the deals is the ash flows for miles and mm-hmm. miles and
0: probably ain't that great to breathe in
1: I'm not sorry. at all not at all so anyway that's the other story that has uh, just broken in a big way house democratic leader nancy pelosi can't believe president trump referred to some illegal immigrants as animals in a capital briefing today pelosi said she wonders if trump believes in the dignity and worth of every person during a white house meeting on California's sanctuary law, the president warned about dangerous people trying to come into the U.S. He said, quote, We have people coming into the country who are trying to come in. We're stopping a lot of them. But we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals. Now, Trump was referring to gang members getting into the country. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer on Twitter responding, when all of our great-great-grandparents came to America, they weren't animals and these
0: people aren't either. That's just a ridiculous political game to play with that. That's just, your great-grandfather wasn't in in an evil gang like MS-13. Right.
1: And the other story, President Trump's latest financial disclosure report shows he repaid his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, between $100,000 and $250,000 for
0: expenses in 2017. A form that was filed... So he didn't pay anything. Then he did pay just kind of a general thing. Yes. But didn't know what it was about. Now it's specifically on the taxes as a payment. This is, uh,
1: now what he's saying is this money was uh, paid for expenses. They don't break it down as to what those expenses are. But Stormy Daniels' uh, promoter attorney, Michael Avenatti, says he believes Trump has finally indeed come clean. The president has come forward and is now admitting that he paid these monies when he denied it on videotape to the
3: American people in early April.
0: You're allowed to lie to the American people. Thank goodness for politicians because they do it all the time. Um, if he committed a crime, it would be some sort of campaign thing, which is a minor violation. It'd be up to people. Do you, politically right. is it a crime? Do you think it's a Do you think it's a big deal? That he lied about paying off a mistress so you wouldn't find out about his affair. We'll, we'll find out with an election, I guess.
1: Turns out the global billionaire population has soared to record levels last year. There are now 2,754 billionaires in the world. In the How tw- many? 2,754 billionaires. Huh. That's according to the 2018 Billionaire Census that was released this week. They also list the cities with the most of the very rich. I got the top five from fifth to first. The uh, fifth place goes to London. They are in fifth with 62 billionaires. Moscow comes in fourth with 69. And jumping up two positions into third place, San Francisco with 74 billionaires. A Hong- people city. Yes. Hong Kong in second place with 93. And the top billionaire city in the world is now and has been New York City,
0: 103
1: billionaires. Mm. That's the way that breaks down.
0: Moscow, who knows how many billionaires they have. That's, you know, what's reported.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Most people think Putin is the richest man in the world. He's not on that list of billionaires. Because uh, he doesn't cl- declare any of that. Well, no, he's a man of the people. Right, exactly. A man of the people. You know, if you don't love
1: yourself, who will? That's what's behind a trend causing some people to decide to give up traditional marriage and marry themselves. Nah, right, weirdos. A celebration of themselves. did some Dennis Rodman do that like yeah. 20 yeah. years ago? Yeah. yeah. For some, it's a way to heal after getting out of a bad relationship and a way to prepare to move on. The commitment to a relationship with one's self or sologamy as it's called, is also a pretty good excuse to throw a party for your friends and your family. Self-marriage is... You can just do that. You don't have to make up a thing for it. You (laughs) can just be like, hey, friends and family. (laughs) How about we come over and have some food and drink? Doesn't that sound like a fun time? You are missing the healing aspect to all of this. I'm certainly, I do I am.
0: I've certainly consummated the relationship with myself on a number of occasions.
1: Oh, <laughs> there are a number of self-marriage websites offering self-marriage all right. kits for, all right, weirdos. for about $230 a
2: kit. Enjoy
0: your lives, weirdos.
2: Because <laughs> well, things can't be real unless nope. there's a pageant yep. surrounding exactly. it. Exactly, and right. it has to be on
0: the internet, and there that, has to be pictures, oh it has to have a name royal wedding update for you elton john's going to be
1: performing at the royal wedding this weekend if you do want to take it all in you'll need to get up at 1 a.m west coast time to start viewing the pageantry elton
0: john's going to play the music for the wedding yep, yep. so he played rush limbaugh's wedding and harry's wedding he played rush limbaugh's wedding yep. really yep. i did not that i yep. did not know rush paid him a million bucks wow okay
1: elton good luck the Rockets responding strongly to their Game 1 loss to the uh, Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Houston had five players with 16 points or more in their 127-105 Game 2 win over Golden State at the Toyota Center. ice swing over
0: on the far side of the floor. Steps inside the 3 point line. Drives on him. Flips it and gets the English. It hung on the side of the rim and it rolled through. Nifty move for the once-again slippery Chris Paul. <laughs> He's got 16 Rockets, the first to 100. They're at 14. The slippery Chris Paul. That was uh, that was a drubbing. That was not even close. Game three Sunday in Oakland. Metro mm. news. I'm Marshall Phillips, here
1: Armstrong, and Giddy Show. The conscience of the nation. Text on. Yes, just just Sean. This
2: series could very well be an incredibly close series in terms that it goes seven games, but each individual game could be a blowout just because of the yeah. style that they play. That
0: happens sometimes. Well,
2: it's... they're they're both three point specialists, and so when you're they go in, you're, you're amazing, and when they miss, you have no points. Right.
0: Are Uh, you out of your mind? I disagree strongly. That's Virtual (laughs) Joe, who's not here today. Uh, We got this text. My buddy got his factory wheels stolen off his new Audi at the airport. $7,000 to replace the tires and wheels. That's why you want lockable wheels. I've never had fancy enough anything anybody wants to steal, so I guess that's how I was unaware of this. All right. Uh, The Peter Yacht, I do want to tell that story about uh, um, Israel, what badasses they are. I uh, watched a documentary about it yesterday as they're battling the Palestinians right now. Stay tuned and have been for 50 years. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
3: The conscience of the nation.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: This came up earlier in the week. I don't remember in what context, but we're talking about Israel and open up the new embassy and a whole bunch of Palestinians got killed or hurt in the what they're calling protests. I don't know if you're throwing burning tires over fences and trying to storm into a country if you call that a protest or not, but. Very sympathetic media calling them protesters, many of them shot dead by Israeli soldiers. And we were talking about Benjamin Netanyahu. I don't remember how we got on the subject, and I, I reminded the audience that the current leader in in uh, Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, was a commando leader of a special forces unit during a number of wars and raids when he was a younger man. And it's not uncommon in Israelis, uh, Israel's history for their leaders to be Uh, super badasses in the military. So I came across this documentary yesterday. I got sucked into it down the the YouTube wormhole you go. Called Revenge of the 1972 Munich Olympics. Now I don't know how many of you know this story. If you're of a certain age, you certainly remember the 72 Olympics. Uh, It was before my time, but uh, Palestinians went into the Olympic Village, uh, took hostage 11, well, more uh, Israeli athletes, killed 11 of them at the Olympics. And it's just it's just a horrifying story. But Israel decided to secretly, and then it's been found out over the years, institute Operation Wrath of God. And that's what this documentary is about, the revenge of the 1972 Munich Olympics. So the Palestinians killed a whole bunch of Israeli athletes, and Israel said, we ain't gonna effing put up with that. And uh, Golda Meir who was the Prime Minister at the time, put in effect Operation of Wrath of God, which the idea was, we're going to go wherever we have to go, anywhere in the world, and find the SOBs who did this and kill them. And we don't care what international law or what what what's, says we can't do it, that's what we're going to do. And the Mossad, which is their um, s- super scary, like slash, CIA slash SEAL Team 6 organization, went around the world snuffing these dudes. And in one particular instance, I don't know if you remember. Uh, uh, how do you do? We have that clip of George Bush. This is the way George Bush said it. He was the represented
1: respectably
0: by Prime Minister Ehud Omel
1: and President Mahmoud Abbas. <laughs> Perfect.
2: Anyway. One take W. That's what they called them.
0: Ehud Barak, who was the Prime Minister a while back, I knew him as the Prime Minister, and I knew he had a military history, but he was involved in this. This Wrath of God operation where they went into Lebanon and they got three of the terrorists. They pulled up a whole bunch of these commandos, and he was the leader of this. They pulled up to uh Beirut, Lebanon on a boat, and he was dressed as a woman. They looked they 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 wanted to look like couples walking down the street so that they didn't get any draw any attention. They had machine guns with them, and they dressed as couples, and he was dressed as a woman, and he said he had on heels and uh women's clothes and Something to look like he had boobs and long hair and everything like that. They had machine guns and they all went to this apartment complex and they ran in there and they b- killed the three terrorists and wounded 40 other people who had nothing to do with it. But sorry, you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Got back on the boat, and went back to Israel in 30 minutes. They pulled this whole thing off. It's just amazing. What Israel does to protect itself in a way that uh, that other countries don't do it. And he went on to be prime minister of the country. But pretty interesting documentary called Revenge of the 1972 Munich Olympics. I don't know. It was just on my mind with watching Israel battle the Palestinians once again. Israel, my, my point being, Israel will do whatever it has to do. And if the world says you can't do that, they say, eh, what are you going to do? Some innocents got hurt. Eh, I'm sorry. Now, maybe you think that's awful. Maybe you think that's terrific. But that's just what they do. They do whatever they got to do. And they did that over decades. Now, of course, they went into Norway, and they got what they thought was the leader of the Palestinians, who killed all those Olympians, uh, killed him on the street in front of his girlfriend, found out a while later, oops, wrong guy. He was just a guy with a a a, a, a a a pregnant girlfriend who was leaving a restaurant, and they snuffed him on the street and uh, had the wrong guy. And that's that's what happens when you... When you go around the world committing vigilante justice, now and then you get the wrong person. That's why there are international laws against this. But it does send a message. There's no doubt about it. Indeed. Don't F with us. Indeed. There was also a uh, 2005
2: Steven Spielberg-directed movie called Munich that was uh, essentially about this very same thing. Yeah,
0: Yeah, this documentary has a lot of the participants involved, including uh, Barack. Who The idea of him as a commando with a machine gun going on to be prime minister dressed as a brunette walking down the street uh, on a date before they run in the building and start shooting people. Just amazing. Wow. Landed on the shore of Beirut, went into the apartment complex, killed everybody, got back on the boat, and got safely back to Israel in 30 minutes. Now that's an operation. They're good at what they do.
2: It's probably been seven years since I got my car registration done on time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I just, <laughs> I just hired somebody to change my tire.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring that up, Jack, but now that you mentioned it, By the way, uh, in case anyone's wondering, the uh, tire has been changed. All the documents have been signed off on. Keys have been
0: returned. No regulations have been violated. None at all. Awesome. Uh, Joe is off today, so I guess I'll have to be the leader. Hey, kids. It's that time again. Final thoughts! With Armstrong and Getty. Oh, boy, those kids sound happy about final thoughts. Kids just love final thoughts. I'm your host, Jack Armstrong. Let's get a final thought from board operator Michelangelo. Uh, Yeah,
1: this is why you bicycle to work. You don't use a car. And um, (laughs) it's easier to change a tire, and you can always add a, a basket and a bell to your bike if you want to have a luxury car. So, just a thought.
0: I'm probably the sort of guy I should have a basket on my bike now that I hire people to change my tires. Let's get a final thought from Marshall Phillips. I'll tell you, I'm still waiting on my ultrasound results
1: to uh, get cleared so I can resume my regimen of heavy-duty training to do 12, uh, 10 push-ups in a row. They don't have
0: any idea what's wrong with you? Uh, if your hernia is back?
1: Uh, I haven't got the results yet because mm. the computers went down and apparently they still haven't managed to take that piece of paper from one building to the other building and hand it to somebody. Well, it takes a while. It does. Let's get a
2: positive thought from Sean. Yeah, just to summarize the importance of maintenance texts in relationships. Uh, to kind of give example, it's it's anything that says, "Hey, I'm going through life. Come with me." That's that's great. That's, that's what that you is want. good. That is and good. And even something complaining about something small suggests that you want to share the mundane life with another person, which is hot, according to this writer.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's I'm, fantastic. I'm, I'm going through life. I want you to come with me. Yep. That's what a maintenance text is. Yep, that's really good. I got to get better at that. I'm really good at it with my wife. Um, Do that all day long, but uh, I got to do it with friends. Yeah, cool. Thinking of you, haven't forgotten to you, don't hate you. Remember, I still owe you money. (laughs) Right.
1: Oh, speaking of being owed money, uh, Sean, you uh, get those large bills broken yet? Did you they... pay? No,
0: I've been working, Marshall.
1: Oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't made a run to the bank Still to pay waiting. off your
2: gambling. <laughs> you
0: greedy, greedy bastard! So Still
1: waiting for that ten bucks,
2: Sean. Right. Well, I'm just finishing up my Google search here. How much does fifty dollars in pennies weigh?
0: <laughs> nah, there you go. Make them pay. Uh, Tomorrow, I want you all to be thinking about this. I have to leave a little bit early for a doctor's appointment, and Joe is not here, so you all will be running the show for final thoughts. (laughs) Yes! Yes! Yes!
1: right! Finally! (laughs) We're
0: Uh, taking your calls. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) God bless America.
3: This is a historic act.
1: for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> the show's over. What?
0: Bye-bye. Sending him 65,000 text messages. <laughs> Still better than one voicemail. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.